everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back this week with Abinella, one of my besties in the whole wide world. Woo-hoo! I'm so thankful for you, Abby. Yeah, woohoo is right. It's so funny. We were talking before we started recording about camping. And mm. I said, I want to go camping with you. But then I was like, the reality is I could never, ever keep up with the Avanella family. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen because the Ranellas are like oh. these like intense backpacker, hiker type people. And I like walk to my mailbox every day. I mean, oh. that's like, and my mailbox is in my front yard. Like I don't even have one of those community mailboxes. Oh my gosh. We do you take are walks so and we do go outside. I love the outdoors, but I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think I could keep up with you. Uh, but then, I, I, but I couldn't. Flip side, we always talk about how the city terrifies me, right? So right. it's all like I couldn't keep up with you in the city. Right, right. I it's true. Couldn't. Or so, at the beach. Oh, golly, no. Because <laughs> there's things that creep out of the water and bite your toes. Oh, yeah, that's true. It does happen. Yeah. So it's so funny. We Both you and I just read, well, you read it first, this book uh, called The Indifferent Stars Above. Amazing. And it's about the Donner Party. And then you were like, you got to read this book. So I got the book and I read it. And it's... It's crazy. If you guys have never it's read the story of the Donner Party, read this book. It, though, don't read it to your kids. This is not a good read aloud book at all. <laughs> I think it could be. Do you think? I guess it depends Here's on how old deal. your kids are. It's real. It's it real. Is. I know. I wouldn't read it. I would read it with Brooklyn, but not with Lacey, probably. Do you know what's crazy? I read that that period in history. I'm like, that's when I want to live. Like, I. Well, that's what was funny is oh, as I was reading it. it, I was thinking, I think Abby could have survived this. <laughs> I would not have. There's that no way. So funny. I would have just been like, nope, this is the end of my life. Kill me now. Kill me now. Eat me if you, you guys must. can just snack on me. <laughs> so crazy. Oh my so gosh. So we know that if Yvette and I are ever stranded in that situation, who's going first? <laughs> Abby's going to survive. We are not promoting cannibalism <laughs> no, on the Schoolhouse Rock not. podcast. No, just, to, just to clarify. Just to clarify. We're you not, have to read the book to really understand the story. It's phenomenal um, book. It is a it phenomenal book book. It is, it is very well written. It will captivate you. So. And the real anyway. world isn't always beautiful. No, I mean, there's not. hard things. Again, hashtag and not this, promoting cannibalism. Right. <laughs> and this is a great story about, I mean, this is history. This is the history is of our history. country. So, so yeah. I know. Okay. Anyway. So curious, we won't talk anymore, but after this, I want to talk because that was kind of the, is that the area that you kind of grew like it's all California, right? Uh, yeah, but that's more Northern California. That's okay. not the area I grew up in. You're like the Barbies and the, you're like Baywatch, oh, good California, golly. right? Not Donner Party, California. <laughs> Not <laughs> Donner Party, California. There's a difference. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Okay. Back to now real. Now you guys like, got to go get the book and yeah. read it. We'll put a link totally. to it in the show notes just for you. The Indifferent <laughs> Stars Above is what it's called. It's anyway, so good. Okay. So this week, we have not done this for so long. We are going to do a Q&A. Woo! The Q stands for questions. The A stands for answers. Ooh. We have questions <gasps> from people. And we're going to do we have the answers? Well, I think we have good answers. And if we don't, we'll just make them up because that's what we do. <laughs> God I'm has the answers. We'll point you to We'll just be like, that one's in the Bible. Next. Right. <laughs> read Somewhere between Genesis and Revelation. Yes. Go read it. Find it. Get back to us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let us know. And then we'll answer it on the podcast and give you credit for it. No, we, it. we have actually read through these and thought through these so that we can try to answer them the best that we can. Yes. But before we get into our Q&A. Ooh. I want to say thank you to who, Abby? CTC Math. CTC Math. <laughs> if you guys are looking for a great math program, visit ctcmath.com. ctcmath.com. See, Abby knows the drill. <laughs> I know the drill. <laughs> ctcmath.com. They're awesome. They will teach math to your kids for you so that you don't have to do it. 
ctcmath.com. And we are so grateful for them and uh, them sponsoring this podcast because it's what allows us to do what we do um, along with our other sponsors. So thank you so much to CTC Math. Um, Abby, so yeah, yes. this is fun. Q&A. I love and it. as I was reading through these, I just was like, oh, I don't even know which one to start with because there are a lot of really good questions There's in here. So good these questions. Are, they are, and these are in no particular order, but um, I think every one of these questions, and, and we had some other questions too, but some of the other questions that I had, I felt like we had we've answered them so many times on the podcast. These are ones that we've maybe touched on a little bit, but, um, and when she not- reads those, she's like, uh, obviously you're not listening next. Right. <laughs> Just, kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. All, all These questions are, ones. are important questions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All, all that though, you know, what do they say? There's, there's no, no such dumb... thing as a stupid question. Yeah, that's I what they totally say. disagree. That's a I stupid 100% thing to say. Disagree. Yeah. There's some dumb ones. There are some really dumb questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll try to tell you nicely if your question's dumb, but I have a lot of dumb questions. I have so many dumb <laughs> questions that sometimes when I ask Jesse questions, I'm like, this might be dumb. Please don't make fun of me. Can you promise not to make fun of me if I ask you? And sometimes he promises and sometimes he's like, no, if it's dumb, I'm going to tell you. So. <laughs> well, that's what husbands are for, right? That's what they're for. To put us in our place and yes. tell us <laughs> that we're asking a dumb question. It's true. <laughs> What's funny is, you know, we tell our kids and we just talked about this. I mean, we've talked about this lots on the podcast, but we talked about this recently with uh, Jonathan Brush. We were talking about raising adults and how one of the things is ask questions. Yes. Um, Like that's a really important part of raising our kids and is teaching them to ask questions. And then I was thinking about that and I thought, you know, it's interesting that we're wanting to teach our kids to ask questions, but then sometimes when they ask us questions, we're like, don't question me, just do what I told yeah, just you to do. do what I say, don't ask why. <laughs> okay, so here's my best question this weekend. Well, okay. this is gonna really make everybody feel um, confused because Yvette just said that I would survive the Donner Party thing, but so <laughs> you might actually think that's not true after this. So we were coming home this weekend and I saw this really cool dirt road to our right. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Where does that road come from? go to? Where does that road go to? And Jesse just looked at me like, with the most loving and ridiculous <laughs> eyes that were, he was like, and he goes, Ab, that's the road we just came from. It made a big loop. <laughs> and I was like, see, that was, that was the road we just turned off of. <laughs> so there was a dumb question. So I might not survive the Donner party. If I, I don't even know the road I just came off of. I think you'd be So, fine. okay. Anyway. Questions. Let's get to some questions. questions. Okay. So let's jump into question one. Um, and I, I, I love this one because you'll see that. I, it has Yvette written all over it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so it says this. My kids are currently in school and I want to homeschool them, but I don't remember much about what I learned in school. Can we just pause there pause for a moment. second? Yes. That was me. <laughs> so I worry that I won't be able to give them the education they need and deserve at home. <clears throat> Another moment of silence for <laughs> Yvette Hampton. <laughs> I'm literally terrified uh, to take responsibility. Did you, wait, did you write this in? Did you no, this no, this is actually, <gasps> no, that's what's funny is I was like, oh. this is me. I'm oh. literally terrified to take responsibility for their academics and don't feel like I'm confident enough to take this on. Please help. And I literally was like, was this Yvette? <laughs> you know, I don't know, 13 years ago and oh, even two years ago. I mean, like, that's just, that's so me. I, oh. I. I look back and I'm like, I, I did learn stuff in school. It's not that I didn't learn anything. I mean, obviously I speak English and I know how to write and I know basic <laughs> math. Um, but but when I think about like science and history, I, I don't know a whole lot about those things. And, and mo- pretty much 
everything that I know now is stuff that I've learned from teaching it to my girls. Okay. Um, but, but I came out of school feeling like I didn't learn much. And I thought, I can't do this homeschool thing that people right. tell me I should do or that I feel called to do because I don't know the things to teach my kids. And I right. was terrified. Um, literally, I, I was like, there's just no way that I can take in like this, you know, mom says, to take on that responsibility of the academics um, right. of my children because I just am not confident enough. I am not equipped. I am not all the things. Um, and and I went to private school my whole life. And so to come out of that and feel like I don't know anything and I don't wow. know enough to teach it to my kids right. um, was really scary. And, I, and I'm going to let you answer this too, of course, Abby. But for me, I think what I've really had to focus on, and Garrett reminds me of it all the time, is... Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right. Totally. That's it. Seek first the kingdom of God. And that doesn't mean that we don't do anything and that we just spend our entire day on our knees and like, okay, Lord, we're going to just trust you for all of it. We still have to be intentional and we still have to work hard at this, but seek first, not right. seek only, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right. And I, I mean, that is literally what has gotten me through the last... 13 years of homeschooling is oh, just I love that. falling on my knees and just saying, Lord, I cannot, I, right. I do not have what it takes. And I, I have said this so many times on this podcast, and I am going to say it again. I think the best thing about being in that place is that in the end, God gets all the credit. Yes, totally. We're only going to be able to say, look at what God did because right. I was willing to be obedient and willing to say yes right. in all of my inadequacies, all of my insecurities, all of my, you know, my lack of education, yep. all that stuff. Like I'm only going to be able to say, God, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting there. Brooklyn's going to be a senior this year. And I'm like, how did we get here? How did we get to that crazy you know, year 13 of homeschooling and we're all still alive and I still have great relationships oh, with my girls yeah. and it's just amazing. And, and there are going to be holes, but there's holes every anyway. way. Education has holes. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. no matter what school. And and that's the whole point, right? I mean, I went to Christian school my whole life. My parents paid a lot of money for my education. And I did learn a lot of stuff. And and most importantly, I learned about the Lord. Right. Um, that was by far the most important thing I learned was, was who God was and how to have a relationship with him. But I came out not knowing a whole lot. And so your kids are going to come out with a lot of holes in their education. Right. And um, and it's teaching them that that learning is a lifelong endeavor totally. and they don't yep. stop learning when you hand them that diploma. So right. I want you to yeah. jump on this one, Abby, because you're, um, you're, you, you are an educated teacher. I'm an educated teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I went to all the schools, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but I just keep going back to, well, first of all, yeah, I did. I did K through 12. I went to college. I became a teacher and you want to talk about holes. Like the only thing I know are those things. Like there's more things mm. I don't know than that I do know. But I think the greatest thing you can do is teach your kids how to learn. And then there's nothing they won't know. You know, like I think all the time, were you taught how to use the internet growing up? Nope, because right? it oh. didn't exist, right? But yeah. some miraculous thing, I can use the internet because you know why? I have a brain that can keep learning. Yeah. And so I think the, the verse that always stands out to me too, in addition to the one you said is, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will guide your path, make your path straight. And the thing is, if we lean on our own understanding, because I have an education to teach, you know, 
But if I trust on that, that's where the holes are going to end because I don't know the path God has for my kids. There's no possible way I can teach them everything that they need to know for the path that he has them on because I don't even know what that is. I don't know if they're going to be a this or that or a doctor or a lawyer. But I do know that if I if I lean on my own understanding and what I know, my education, my understanding or this mom, she's like, I don't have a lot of understanding. Well, good. You're not supposed to lean on it anyway. So you're one step ahead of those that have a great education Um, because you're supposed to trust in the Lord and he's going to lead the path as to what your kids need to know. And then that's all they need to know. I, I firmly believe, and this is not popular, but kids don't need to know all the things they need to know the things for the path that the Lord has them on. You know, like I don't need to know how to do calculus because that's, I don't need that in my world. Somebody else does need to know calculus. So the reality is you can't possibly teach your kids all the things anyway, But what you can do is you can teach them to learn so that when it's time to learn, they're going to learn what they need. Um, So don't lean on your own understanding anyway. So if you feel like you don't have the education, I would say you're one step ahead because you're going to be open to letting the Lord do what the Lord needs to do to get your kids where he wants your kids. And even without the education, you know your kids better than anyone else. Absolutely. No one else loves them more than you do. And no one else knows them better than you do. And no one else is going to take as much of an interest in who they are as people and their character and their, you know, just development as people and their relationships with each other and with you. Like no one else can do, there's not a teacher in the world, no matter how good they are, who can possibly accomplish what you can accomplish at home with them. And so, you know, it's, it's not so much about you being educated enough. And, and no. I mean, I'm, I'm proof of that. And I don't say that in a prideful way at all, because trust me, there are going to be plenty of holes, but my girls are learning yes. things, you know, um, and we have resources for them and yeah. we spend time together reading and we spend time together learning. And there's been so many things that I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that thing. Let's go look right. that up. And yeah. um, nothing will make you uh, understand your lack of education more than homeschooling because yeah, right. we are like, I, I'm like, I had no idea. I mean, maybe right. I learned it, but I either wasn't paying attention or, and so mama who wrote this in the question, you're in the same place we all are because yeah. none of us know it all. And none of us are academically and, and the academics isn't the focus. God's going right. to, you, you know, focus on the Lord first. Like yes. we said, don't trust in your own understanding And then, and if you can read and you teach your kids to read, there's nothing you guys can't learn together. So don't think that you need to know it and teach it to your kids. How about this? Learn it together, learn it with them. And it will make it so much more lively and rich. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is you get to learn it with them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there are so many resources. Just don't think that because you're homeschooling them that you have to teach them every subject. And we've we've talked lots about this, but you know, it's okay to use co-ops. I mean, we've done co-ops. You have, I have, um, where we've had other people teach different things to our kids. My daughter took a culinary class this past year. I will never teach culinary. I do not like to cook. I am not good at cooking. I, I, you know, my, both of my girls at 12 and 17 are better cooks than I am. Um, and so it's okay to source things out. Yes. Um, whether it's cooking or science. I mean, it doesn't matter as long oh as it's some, someone whole, that you trust. A whole semester of teaching my kids like land animals. We bought the whole curriculum, right. land animals, right? Nothing, nothing. They didn't learn anything. They watched three episodes of Wild Kratts. And right. they, it's like they learned <laughs> everything in that course in three episodes of Wild Kratts. Right. Oh, so yeah. there's resources. <laughs> yeah, there are You're for gonna sure. You're going to be fine, mamas. <laughs> <laughs> we have more questions, but we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 
No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Avanella. All right, Abby, this one is really good. And it's not even so much homeschool related, but I think it totally pertains to anyone who has maybe more than one kid. (laughs) It says this. She said, sadly, my son is a half glass empty kind of person. He constantly sees the negative and bad in everything. And I'm worried that it's turning him into a depressed person who always sees his life and the world through dark colored glasses. Mm. While yes, there is bad in the world. I want him to see God's blessings in spite of what the fall of man has caused. Any advice on how to encourage him? Oh man. That's a good one. I think Yeah. I think every family probably has a glass half empty. Well, here's person, what I would say. Like, who leans that way yep. and then one who leans more glass half full kind right. of person. My guess is this mama is a half glass full person. Probably. And this is what I, I've learned in my life because I am a half I'm a glass like overflowing full. Like I am the most (laughs) optimistic. Like I just, you know, give me the worst scenario and I'm going to find something amazing about it. And so to me, people that are, because I always say this to Jesse, I'm like, sometimes you can be such a pessimist. And he goes, no, I'm just a realist. Realist. It's just that you (laughs) are such an optimist. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like that's likely. But I think that sometimes an optimist can see somebody that is less optimistic as pessimistic, if that makes sense. And what we have to know is, Mm He might not like it might not cause him to be depressed. Like, I think if I thought that way, I would be depressed. If I saw what some of those people see every day, it would depress me. But some God makes everybody differently. And some Mm. people do see that more than we do. But it doesn't. And I'm not saying I know this mom's kid, but step back and say this. Like, does this seem like it's negatively affecting him or is it just negatively affecting me? Because I'll be honest, my husband can be very much, he's he's not an optimist. I wouldn't say he's a pessimist, but he's just not, he just says it as it is. Like, right. you know, this is a stinky situation. And I'm like, no, it's amazing. It's an opportunity <laughs> to do great things. And I'm like, it. he's not down. It's just that he's not me. And right. I think he always says that to me about one of our kids. He's like, you're always trying to think that they need to see things the way you do and be the way you are. And so you you think that there's something wrong with them when there's really not. That's just who they are. Now, if this person is constantly seeing the negative or you think they're seeing the negative, you know, you can always be that voice of, you know, Philippians 4 does tell us, look for the good and the lovely and the praiseworthy. You know, it mm-hmm. that the Bible does tell us that, you know. So you could always say, you know, yeah, that's a tough situation. Let's see if we can find something great in it, you know. Yeah. But I also think that, in that question, she said something like, I want them to see God's goodness despite the negativity of the world or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think just because people 
see negativity. I've had to learn this because I have some pessimists in my life and I really struggle with it, but I've had to learn that that doesn't affect how they see God's goodness. Sometimes they can see God's goodness even greater because it's such a stark contrast. So check yourself first to say, is this just impacting me? Because I don't like it because I don't like being around negative people. Or is this truly impacting my child? Yeah, yeah. And that is such a good point, Abby, about that contrast of being able to see God's yeah. goodness on an even greater scale. Right. I never have thought about yeah. that before, but really it's true uh, yep. because if we see everything positive, and I'm, I'm very much like you, like, yeah, then sometimes we don't see God's greatness. I mean, we do, but it's not as great because sure. everything is great, you know? Right. Yes. Which I mean, obviously yeah. God's goodness is right, greater, right, but right. yeah, I totally, totally, I totally see what you say. Yeah. I would say the only thing on this that, um, I would really address is if there's attitude or complaining that comes yeah, along with and it, which probably I would assume is the, the yes. yep. is where her cry for help is right. um, with this is that, especially with homeschooling, you know, if you, <laughs> if you're homeschooling a kid who's just, everything is it's such like a bummer and, and everything is bad. Yeah. I mean, they're complaining about everything, then that's a character issue yes. um, that needs to be worked on. Um, and well, and the Bible tells us that God's word is used for reproof and instruction. So sure. all you have to do, mom, is over and over be like, read the verse about grumbling and complaining yeah. and then read Philippians 4 and say, let's look for the good and the lovely and the praiseworthy. And you might yes. have to do that until they're out your door over and yeah. over, but you're training them to look for. And here's the difference. People like us, we don't have to look for the good as much right. as they do. We It just kind of, we see it. Yeah. But the verse actually says, you know, that we we need to look for it. And so you just, you're going to have to train them to actually look for it because it's not jumping yeah. out at them. It's been quite some time since we did our episode, Abby, on the child training Bible and the virtue oh, yeah. training Bible. It's yeah. been a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Um, Mindy Dunn is the author of of those. And so if you, it, she didn't rewrite the Bible. No, <laughs> nope. It's just, it, it's, a, it's a kit that you use that you can put in your Bible and she highlights verses to teach our kids virtue and to teach them, um, you know, just to help train the hearts of our kids. Right. Um, We'll put a link to that episode um, in these show notes. And if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that one because that one's really powerful. And these are great resources. I I would say for this mom, especially the virtue training Bible, just teaching kids to be grateful and thankful and, you know, just be able to see God's goodness and things, yeah. and then taking time to be able to point those things out yes. throughout the day. You know, there there are always opportunities. And again, this is a great privilege we have of homeschooling because our mm-hmm. kids are with us all the time. Right. So imagine if your kid was in school all day, every day, yeah, and they were always seeing the negative and everything. Who would be there to individually focus on that child and say, "Oh, but let's look at God's glory and His goodness." Right in these things. Whereas right. their parents, when we're with them and we have to sometimes look for it, we can find opportunities to really help our kids to see, right? Um, you know, that even in the midst of sin and pain, right? God is still faithful. He is still good and helping them to focus. And I mean, that's a great time to just help our kids get on their knees and pray, you know, yes. pray with them and um, allow them to see God's hand at yep. work in their lives and in the lives of others and in the world around us. So right. um, that's what I say, but we're out of time. Um, so we only got to two questions. We have, oh, let's Ugh. see. I think we have six or seven questions total. So um, we're going to come we're, back on Wednesday. We're, we're going to answer a few more questions and uh, we hope this encourages you. We always love to answer your questions. So if you guys have specific questions for us, send those to us at podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. And we would love to answer those for you because 
that's what we're here for, is to try to encourage you through God's Word, um, through the goodness and the glory of our Savior. You can find everything at schoolhouserocked.com related to the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Stick around till the end of the show for a preview of what's coming next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. Sometimes as homeschoolers, we get this prideful attitude of, you know, I feel like every homeschooler on the planet has to play a stringed instrument. Like it's just a part of a thing. And I'm like, my kids don't play stringed instruments and we're just fine. But I think we get this thing where we pull them out of the box that we took them from of the public school. We don't want to fit in that box. But then we bring them home and we try to shove them in the quote unquote homeschool box. 